Hello, everyone, and happy, happy, happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Two seconds in, and we're already <laughs> fall, falling apart here in the show. <laughs> right now, guys, hey, happy 2021. My name is Aldrin Guerrero, and welcome to Thursday Live Lessons. Yes, sir. No. Oh, it's all. <laughs> Uh, do you want me to switch no, it's, the camera? No, it's this thing right here. Is this one? Yeah, 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 but is it is it still? Does it make? Uh, I'll switch it so you can put it back. On. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, the band aids yeah. and rubber bands will help. Will hold up. What's that? Play something. Play it. So. Seconds in. <laughs> right on. You guys don't need to worry about what happened. <laughs> the audience the, doesn't see what happened, right? Yeah. The uh, what is it? The audio <laughs> listeners—they're probably like, "What yeah, is what? going on?" <laughs> like, what? Right on. Okay. What's up, everyone? Happy New Year! Welcome to 2021. My name is Altrin Guerrero, and welcome to Thursday Live Lesson. Just start from here, you know. Like uh, when you uh, when you do the replay, start from right there. <laughs> yeah, I could. <laughs> <laughs> and then the people are like, what do you mean start from right there? It'll be good. It'll be good. See? So, you know, sign up for UU Plus so you can, you know, so you, you know, you can know what, what goes on behind the scenes. <laughs> right on. Welcome, everyone. It is Thursday Live Lesson. Uh, in this show, we like to basically answer any and all of your questions, whatever questions you guys may have. I will try to answer them uh, as best as I can. And then these two gentlemen will help me with the answers. We'll come up with a super answer. These two gentlemen are Sir Aaron the Voice Nakamura. Say, what's up, Aaron? What's up? Sir Kahai the Legend Fergan. Say, what's up, Kahai? What's up? Hello, everyone. Let's get, mm-hmm. let's get going. Let's just answer questions. Go right off the bat. Like, we haven't missed a beat, you know? Like, just... Right, guy. <laughs> like we're starting off the year yeah. right. Yeah, let's, let's start this year off right, <laughs> man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's just go. Let's go one question, and then we'll talk a little bit, and we'll go to the next question. You know, just just so that people who tuned in to listen to ukulele things will hear ukulele things. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually have. We have like two questions that sure. are kind of similar. So okay, I, I kind of wanted to fire like both of them off. Ooh. Let's uh, go. Well, Asmin had two questions, mm-hmm. so we'll do the first one, and we'll do. Uh, Chris and Sue has a question too. Who? Uh, Asmin, Hamsini's dad. Hamsini, oh, yeah, Hamsini's yeah. dad. Yeah. So his question is: uh, What is the best way to home record from a uke without a pickup to computer or mm. smartphone? Uh, what kind? What kinds of microphones are suitable for this? And uh, Chris and Sue said, hey, guys, if you have time tonight, could you talk about USB microphones mm. that are suitable for both voice and uke recordings? We've been using our iPhone as a microphone. It's better than the one built into the desktop computer, but still lacking. What do you think about the Apogee mic? Uh, we don't need anything too fancy or expensive. We are having trouble getting our GarageBand tracks to line up mm. due to latency between the microphone and our headphones. Mm. That's a very, very, very good question. Right, Kahai? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. <laughs> so, as far as recording goes, um, there are some USB mics that you can use and stuff. But for the most part, um, it would be a lot better to use or to get like a cheap. Um, what do you call those? Not audio not, interface. No, yeah, audio interfaces. If you get a cheap audio interface, then um, then that can you know you can double up your regular microphones that you would use during a performance or, or whatever with um you know with recording on your computer. So that would be you know that'll be good for that. Because if you get a USB microphone, you basically just can only use it for your computer. But say you know you get pretty good or whatever, and um. And you know you wanna you wanna go out and you wanna play or you know you you need a microphone for anything really you know like uh, that's it's gonna have more purpose than uh, than just using it for your computer. But you know I have heard good things about USB microphones as well. I mean I think they're about the same price you know like as as regular microphones, and that's why I you know opt for the um, for the regular microphones instead of just pure USB. Uh, but I heard a, a lot, a lot of good stuff about blue microphones. I don't mm-hmm. use USB microphones myself, but a lot of my friends use blue microphones. Um, I heard they're really good. Um, 
Let's see. I know um, M Audio has some here. Oh, oh, you have a blue microphone here? (laughs) Yeah, the Yeti. Oh, yeah, the Yeti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, You have it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I know M Audio has some uh, some great USB mics that, uh, you know, that uh, I know some of my friends use. So I'm just telling you guys some stuff that... um, you know, my other musician friends have, um, have have used in the past. So I at least know that they trust that microphone or that brand at least. You know, so M-Audio, um, more, more on the cheaper side, right? Kahai, M-Audio is relatively, you know, affordable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of known for their home equipment, home recording equipment. So yeah. they're common. I was uh, mm-hmm. looking up stuff too for, and the, the mics that we actually use or me and Aaron use uh for this podcast and for the jams and stuff uh, they're called the audio technica at2020 mm-hmm. and they have a usb version of these microphones oh, cool. so i i can't vouch for them though because we never use mm-hmm. them but i think it's pretty much like the same version as these mics they just go directly into mm-hmm. usb yeah so um as far as audio interfaces goes those are uh, relatively cheap as well you can get i think you can get like a beginner one for like 50 to 100 dollars right kahai uh blue yeti or m audio the the um the interface like uh, like an m audio an m audio should should be shouldn't be more than 100 dollars right uh just like a simple one that you know this home recording stuff yeah i think so uh, so uh the t- the brand that we use is focus right Mm-hmm. And we use uh we use a big one that has like four inputs and stuff, mm-hmm. and then me and Aaron we use one that has like two. That one's like a hundred sixty right now mm-hmm. going for, uh. But there's one that's like even smaller that only has one input, mm-hmm. so one microphone, mm-hmm. and that's a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are pretty good. I kind of think that uh, audio interfaces prices might have went up a little bit. Oh, really. Because mm-hmm. I think since everybody's doing Zoom calls and mm-hmm. you know recording at home and stuff, mm-hmm. the yeah, <clears throat> ah, and even <laughs> even microphones and webcams and stuff, I think all the all ah. went up. So. Well, and another reason why why I say that is because you know it's not just um, it wouldn't just be a microphone. If you want to like plug in, if you have an ukulele like this that has like a quarter inch plug in, you can also plug the ukulele in. I know I say that like microphones are really the best way to capture an ukulele, but if you're just on the go or you know you have your you have your laptop and stuff and there's a lot of noise going on plug in your ukulele and just um you know put put an idea down that's usually the best way to do it without getting all the noise um i know a lot of people do that i and i have a bunch of musician friends who like go out try to get some inspiration from like somewhere and then like have their uh, have their laptops plug their ukulele in i know um another friend of mine has like I don't. I, I gotta ask her what she uses for. Um, she has like this iPhone like thing extension that like that can uh, that she can connect her um her quarter inch to and stuff. Yeah, is it the iRig? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> one of those, you know. So mm-hmm. iRig is another um, is another one. So I've I've you know I've seen that in action and it works for just like kind of putting ideas down or if you're just you know um if you just want to submit something for the for the challenge for example because Kristen Sue was you know was asking about that um. That's that's fine, you know. If you have a plug-in on your ukulele, that's that's good too. An iRig, you know, will, will work out just just uh, just fine. But really, if you can, you know, if you can save up for for an audio interface, uh, like we said, a hundred hundred sixty bucks. Uh, I, I bought an M Audio before, and that's that's why I say it. Uh, an M Audio, <clears throat> I forgot what it's called, but it had just like one XLR and one quarter inch, mm-hmm. and it was like eighty bucks, like back in the back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, there's like uh, they have M Audio Duos for seventy dollars. So yeah, they, like something like that, you know, like seventy bucks M Audio Duo, and that works, you know, and you can use uh, use it with GarageBand, which is free, or um, or Audacity, or any of like the free um, programs, like DAW programs that you know that um, that you want to use on your computer, and you can you can do that as well. But um, as far as USB mics. Um, those ones that we uh, that we mentioned earlier. I'm sure we'll we'll have links on the bottom and stuff that you guys can check out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's also um, uh, Zoom too. I not the web conferencing <laughs> yeah, program, Zoom. but Zoom has recorders <clears throat> that you know, they're only audio recorders, but they're yeah. standalone, so you don't need a computer yeah. or mm-hmm. you don't need to plug into anything. Mm-hmm. And you that's, can bring them yeah. anywhere. Yeah. I have one of those. I have an H4n. Mm-hmm. Which works really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that has two XLRs in the bottom, but it also comes with like two like um, X and Y like mm-hmm. small little mics that goes with it. 
I like the mics if I'm just like kind of making like um, like self messages and stuff. I'm yep. just like talking or whatever. Or if I want to capture like a jam session, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would still plug in if I was doing like a good recording of, of something. Yeah, I think we've I've used it for my last album. I think because uh, Aaron wrote a song for me on on uh, one of the albums that I put out. And I used like the H4N to record you, and then uh, I brought it to uh to uh to Doctor Trey's studio. I'm like, it's, we're gonna do this song. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Aaron singing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Those are mm. uh they can be a little bit more expensive because they're like standalone, right? Mm-hmm. Recording devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like 300 bucks, I think that that one. Yeah, uh, but they have like a really small one that. I use too for our like videos. Oh, oh that, that black one, yeah. 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 F the F one. Yeah. That field one? recorder. Field recorder. Yeah. How much yeah. is that? Um, a hundred bucks or something. Oh yeah. Does that have like a, a USB port in? Not USB, but um, a uh, XLR port. Port. Uh, no, I don't think so. You, you can buy a like a head for it. Yeah. So you can plug in. Oh, XLR you have to buy an adapter. Oh, cool, 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 cool. But it 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 they have a, a bunch of different mm-hmm. adapters for yeah. it. So there, there are microphones that you can just plug mm, onto nice, that, nice, nice. like a capsule. They call mm. it a capsule, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they have different types of microphones. They have lav microphones that you could attach to it mm. or like an XLR in. Cool. Um, but yeah, so I would say if you're only planning to ever record into your computer and only one ukulele or one instrument <laughs> at a time, then you a USB microphone would be fine. Mm. Um, if you're planning to do multiple inputs at the same time or like alternately, then you, you should get a USB interface. Mm -hmm. And then if you're planning to record on the go, then you would have to get like a zoom recorder or something like that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's hard cause, uh, like uh i i recommend stuff like some other people were asking about uh recording at home or mm-hmm. live streaming at home and uh i gave them suggestions mm-hmm. but you always don't know like what people's budgets are yeah and people yeah. you know people might think like oh a hundred hundred dollars is kind of a lot for like an audio interface mm-hmm. and if you're getting uh audio interface and getting a mic it's probably gonna come out to pricey. like yeah Two hundred, three hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I mean, like, and, and it's kind of hard because I think that actually the best uh microphones that you can get that you probably have is your phone microphones. They're mm-hmm. pretty good now, mm-hmm. but then in between get, having your phone for free and then getting a decent microphone, there's not really like things in between yeah. that kind of fill the gap. Like at mm-hmm. at some point, it's like. The Blue Yeti is probably the cheapest you'll get, and then you don't want to go too much cheaper because then yeah, or they, the Snowball Blue Snowball, oh, snowball yeah. yeah, yeah, they like because cheaper mics work, but then that's where you know you just have you hear noise or you hear other things or you you'll see people get them like fifty dollar microphones, mm-hmm. and then in a few weeks they'd be like, oh, I, I upgraded because it, it was giving me more trouble than yeah. just getting yeah. a more expensive microphone. So might you might like if you're in the market for one, you might as well go hundred bucks and up. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's a safe on, point on any of those yeah. solutions. Oh yeah, and then the other other thing is like if you're only planning to record on your phone video and audio i rig then yeah, yeah something like that some some kind of compatible mm-hmm. input I, I was i was gonna say kai do you know if there's any with like um with dual inputs like an xlr and a usb that you can put in uh for your uh your phone no, like a microphone uh like a microphone with two inputs you know like the, those do those exist i haven't looked this up or, or anything but Oh, you know, you know like, what I mean? Like, like a microphone that has because uh, they they make those multiple big outs. Yeah, yeah, multiple outs, like a USB out or yeah, an I XLR think there out. are there are right. Mm, I'm not sure. Uh, I should I, make I, some. I'm, That's a billion dollar idea. I'm yeah. sure <laughs> if I look for it, but I somebody think... else do it. <laughs> I've seen I've seen a couple, um, but they're like expensive studio mics. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? And I think I think the problem probably is if you just have if you just think a normal microphone and you put like. Oh, I can just solder a USB going out and uh, XLR. <laughs> it's like different technologies, and I'm guessing yeah. that the signal might 
degrade if yeah. you split it two ways, you know? So, yeah. You might as well have two microphones. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Like, I mean, that. Oh, okay. I was, I was looking at this thing and I'm not plugged in, but I'm plugged in direct to you, right? Speaking of yep, plugging. Yep. Okay. All right. Hopefully that answers you, you guys' questions. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's pretty pricey and complicated. Like that's something else too, yeah. that Chris and Sue mentioned, mm. right? Is there, uh, they are having problems because of the latency between the mm. microphone and their headphones. Mm-hmm. So uh, for the uh, recording um, or the audio interface that we use, uh, mm-hmm. Focusrite, mm-hmm. they have like a direct listening. So you just hear mm-hmm. it goes from the mic and you hear, even though you're recording, you're hearing directly what you mm-hmm. know, you're saying. So you don't need to monitor through your program. Yeah. But then uh, what what is some other solutions for getting around that if they're trying to listen on headphones and well if you're recording to your computer i don't know because um ever since like i switched over like to mac pro tools and stuff i haven't really gotten that problem all too much so but uh because in pro tools there's like you can run a low latency like um there's like a button <laughs> like mm-hmm. that you can uh they can they can do there's a there's a mode a low latency mode that you can do on on pro tools i don't know what they're using if it's audacity or anything like that what what you know did they say what their daw was uh no i don't think they mentioned anything or it's they, like garage band the garage band oh garage band yeah i don't know if they have a low latency. They, they might you know um, see if you have a uh, low latency mode on uh, on GarageBand. I haven't played with GarageBand in a long time, but um, I know in Pro Tools they they do have. Do you know if they have it on that on Audacity? Uh, I haven't used Audacity in a while too. Mm-hmm. So uh, from what I remember, though, Audacity is so simple that they shouldn't have too much latency. Mm-hmm. And latency is can also be up problem with your computer mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't want to like put it too much on that mm-hmm. but if your computer is slower mm-hmm. kind of in general like to process audio you need a stronger a yeah pretty decent yeah. computer and if your computer is too slow that's where you can start hearing the gaps between mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah. stuff so that that's why it's like uh there's something called buffer with mm-hmm. like uh in between your uh recorded like your your microphone or your audio interface mm-hmm. to your computer and the better your computer is the better it can handle handle that buffer mm-hmm. you know so you don't mm-hmm. really have latency um another another solution is what i used to i just remember it's something that i used to do when um when i was using GarageBand back then um i would turn the uh, like the monitor off because there's like a monitor mode and stuff that you can hear yourself when you play i'll just turn it off and i would just take off one uh, one of my headphones mm-hmm. and i would just hear whatever you know whatever the um the track that i'm recording to or with you mm-hmm. know so then i just play along with that track and if i need to kind of move it around to make sure that it syncs with that you know with that last track then um then i that's mm-hmm. that's what i do manually I just kind of, move yeah it. just yeah. manually move it but it's just make sure it's just one take so that you can just move that entire take like um, forward or backward to match it up, but don't you know don't turn on um, monitor mode so that you can just hear yourself like um, you know as as you're playing. So when you're playing, it doesn't have a delay going into your headphones. Um, that's one one way you can get around it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was gonna say yeah, like uh, they might want to put on the headphones and be mm-hmm. like, it's kind of hard. Uh, have a headphone and then like if you both of you are recording mm-hmm. like uh, you know have a headphone for both one headphone for both of you <laughs> and then chris like checks his levels you know like plays yeah. a little bit make sure it sounds good for him and then sue can check her levels make sure it sounds good for her. like have the other person check for you because it's when there's a delay it's hard to play and check at the same time yeah uh and then once that's done like yeah, you just might want to take off the headphones and then just try and play. Just jam. As yeah, yeah, yeah. Just jam. Yep. yeah. And then you can all you can always manually move it later. You know, that's kind of what I used to do when um I used to play around with GarageBand. Um, just record something. You know, make the um because I would just play with the click. I would I would play the you know the um, the rhythm, rhythm part, part, and then I basically just have one you know one headphone in, or I had like the split headphones back then. 
I use one headphone in and just kind of play with that without the monitor in because I think the monitor is is also takes uh, up putting, some resources. Yeah, it's it's also causing that delay to happen. Yeah. yeah. So so Chris and Sue they said mm. uh, when we listen to our first track mm. as we record the second track the second track lags behind. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I would take off the monitor. So just just play along with the first track. And then just manually move that you know that track forward. Or if uh, if there's no lag between you and the and the monitor, for example, just play it as is, and then um, move it after you're you know you're done recording. Because you can always move the track. It, you, the track doesn't have to um, uh, have to just stay there after you record it. You know, like and uh, you can always take out like a millisecond of the track. So if you're like, well, it starts at this point or whatever, you can take out a millisecond or two milliseconds and then move it back. If it's you know if it's in front. Always move it back, or if it's um, you know, if it's too early, you can move it forward. It's too late, yeah, too late, move it back. Too early, move it forward. Yeah, it's think, it's I, a pain if you have to if you run into that issue. Yeah, but I, if you're only doing two tracks, it's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, but I did like I mm. I had that problem and I was able to fix it just with the settings. Wow. Yeah, so mm. like you know, just uh, make sure your drivers are updated and make mm. sure that. In your program, your the pro- program that you're using to record, make sure that all the audio settings are set to whatever device that you're inputting. Because mm-hmm. then, uh, if it's not, then mm-hmm. it usually lags wildly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a certain audio interfaces record in like I think it's 192, right? The oh, buffer or something. Yeah, and so that's where it's like if your audio interface is set to 192. But your uh, program that you're recording to is set to a different buffer or a different yeah. a hertz. Hertz, yeah. So it's like could the, be like 441 and 448 <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds complicated, but you kind of just want to make sure it's all set to the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all lined up. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, that I was gonna say too, like that's where uh, you might want to use a click track to instead of like uh listening to yourself playing yeah because when you listen to yourself playing you might be like organically lagging behind mm. to not match up completely to what oh, so you're saying you're... they're wrong <laughs> well, I, I blame I'll, the victim <laughs> i'll say this too i'll say this i, I do the same thing that you mm. said where you turn the yeah. monitoring off because mm. sometimes if i hear myself playing mm. i start to try and adjust what i can hear of myself mm-hmm. and that's where i start stepping back or yeah, yeah. I, you mm. know it's you just do kind of weird things when you're like listening to yourself play and trying to mm-hmm. match to it and you lose the groove though yeah, you know yeah yeah so uh if they can they might want to get like just ready-made drum tracks or some kind mm-hmm. of like something that ha- can give them the groove that's not themselves you know and that's what i have to do sometimes when i record too mm-hmm. so yeah cool all right, so um, non-Uke stuff. <laughs> now that we answered one question, it took us 25 minutes. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> Kai, how's your New Year's, man? How's your Christmas? How's your New Year's? How's everyone's Christmas and New Year's? Uh, Did you get you... Christmas cookies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Not as many as you would have liked. <laughs> Christmas yeah. cookies. I, I your told... dad listens to this podcast, right? No. Yeah. no. <laughs> if he did, he'd probably talk about how I eat other Christmas cookies. Too, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, put it right back in your face. Yeah. It's a two-way street. Two-way street. <laughs> right now, how was it, man? You get anything good? Uh, uh, for Christmas? Yeah. Uh, probably the thing that people would be impressed by is that my my sister and brother gave me uh like a oculus uh quest oh <laughs> like fancy schmancy. VR head- headset mm. i think it's funny though they gave it to me i love it I, mm. i've been like using it and playing stuff mm. with it but uh, i think it's funny they gave it to me and then the first thing that it says is like sign up for our app on your smartphone <laughs> i'm like well that's a problem i don't have a smartphone and then it's like oh sign into your facebook account i'm like oh, that's another problem I don't have a facebook <laughs> yeah. Account. yeah oculus and facebook is like a like a thing yeah right? a partnership right yeah facebook owns oculus oh so, okay yeah. mm. but that's still fun. impressive so do you drink your drinks with your pinky up now like is you're so fancy <laughs> no, uh, I drink virtual drinks with my my oh, remote control. Oh, <laughs> I, I drink virtual drinks. 
Wow. So are you gonna when are you joining Sword Art Online, man? Uh, For all you nerds out there. <laughs> yeah. I've been playing some games. It's, it's Can fun. I call you Kirito, my dear? Oh, no, don't <laughs> If you know, you know. <laughs> uh, Aaron, how's yours, man? Christmas, New Year's. Yeah, how's your holidays? It was good. Just good. Uh, very small gatherings with family. Very responsible. Very responsible. Trying to be responsible of you. Yeah. Any notable food you ate? Um. Uh, yeah. It, well, everything is always good. Yeah. Yeah. From <laughs> from both my my family and mm. my my girlfriend's family. But oh, uh, uh, Jim. Jim and Ida, mm. like Jim made his cranberry, cranberry. Ooh. So- sauce Ooh. again. Ooh. So I got Ooh. some of that. But... <laughs> Would you ham or something like Christmas ham? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Ooh, so, so good. Well, um, speaking of ham, I got the ham hock from the ham that I made for Christmas. Because uh, my mom works for the, Hi- the Grand Hyatt here, here on Kauai. And mm-hmm. like they gave, uh, they're like, do you want turkey or ham? You know, and they mm-hmm. give you like a choice and stuff. So my mom took the ham. Because, like, an entire turkey for just me, my wife, my mom, and my daughter is yeah, like a yeah. little too much. So we opted for the ham. Because I was like, okay, cool. Because we can freeze the rest of the ham, uh-huh. keep the ham hock. And I made this really awesome split pea soup with the oh, ham hock. Nice. Oof. So I've been eating that for the past week now. <laughs> week and a half. It's been great. But uh, it's so much. That's why. Like, yeah, I just made one. I made, like, a slow cooker um, split pea soup. Oof. Let me tell you. Your boy. Can make some good split pieces. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, holidays were good. Holidays were nice and mellow. It was just the four of us. Um, you know, my my mom was by herself, so like we just kind of invited her over. It was a very small gathering. I mean, you know, it's kind of like she lives at our house anyway. <laughs> like, it's not like <laughs> she's part we, of your family. Yeah, we both live in two separate houses, but she comes over all the time it's one of those you know like and we're responsible we don't go out and stuff so she's she's okay we're, we're relatively safe from this weird virus going on you know like it's, <laughs> it's cool though um mellow i i did have a bunch of friends you know come home and stuff i'm like guys come on you're flying over right now but they're like hey let's you know i'm home let's go hang out I'm like yeah maybe 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 next time <laughs> maybe next <laughs> yeah. time i'll catch you on the next yeah. next christmas or whatever but yeah like uh, I was sad because I had to turn away like a bunch of a bunch of people. Um, uh, DC was in town, you know, and um, uh, and he wanted to hang out and stuff. But he's like, "Oh, I've got like National Guard like knocking on my door, like you know, uh-huh. every every day or twice a day or something." So Hawaii is is really good, when, or at least Kauai is yeah. anyway. You know, as far as staying like, on top of making that. sure people are you know like quarantining like, correctly. So my you know my friend came down and he's like, "Oh, but you know if you want to bag up one of those like." Like uh, spaghetti sauce, you just drop <laughs> yeah. it off at the house. Yeah, that, that'll be. <laughs> That's why he wanted to hang out. Yeah, because <laughs> he wanted some banana ketchup spaghetti, which is my family specialty. So, uh-huh. yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, I uh, I I re- restarted my YouTube. I just posted up a new video today. So every. I'm saying this. I'm making it in public just so I'm being <laughs> held accountable. You know, for if I don't if I don't update or I don't upload anything, but um, check out my old YouTube channel. I should say old now because it was like back in 2003 or four is when I started it. <laughs> but um, ukulele oversoul. I posted uh, chocolate fontaines, this the instrumental that I wrote here on Thursday live lesson, mm-hmm. and that was the first video that's coming out. Um, I have a collab with that uh, with Daniel that's gonna come up pretty soon. There's some really cool stuff that. Um, that I'm going to be posting on there. So make sure you check that out. If you, you know, if you have kind of just discovered us recently, I used to be like a YouTube guy <laughs> and then I stopped doing YouTube because it's like, we got to do Kulala Underground, you know, but now it's like, oh, let's see if we can do both. Well, it's, it's a huge undertaking, but I'm, I'm having fun with it. So it's, it's good. Um, let's see. Uh, next we got some mail. That's what we wanted to do the, the ukulele stuff first. We actually got a, some more oh. questions in sure, the chat. Sure, sure, sure. You right. can go, yeah. go for that. Okay, yeah. Ask me the question while I open this up. This is Whoa. from our good friend, Rob. We actually have more questions, too, that I got throughout the week. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, because we've been gone for a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so ask me while I open this up, <laughs> and uh, and I can answer accordingly. Yeah, so uh, Aswin, like uh, Hamsini's dad, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. asked the second question. Yes. 
And he said, uh, given the carefully determined thickness of various ukulele strings, yes. how much non-standard tunings can an instrument tolerate? Ooh. For example, would keeping an ukulele in, say, GC, GC tuned state with standard low G string sets create problems for the instrument? Um, my rule of thumb is I try not to go, you know, like too high or, or low. Like my personally, just personally, I know people go higher and lower than this, but if it's more than a step and a half up, that's a little bit too much for me. It's just the, uh, the strings start to, um, start to be a little bit too much as far as tension goes or a little bit too loose. I know, um, you know, like uh, that Canadian tuning is like a step up already. And that mm-hmm. for me feels a little bit tight. Um, but I guess if you got like, you know, like lower tension strings, it would be like, it would be easier to, uh, to do alternate tunings with, but I haven't really, you know, experimented all too much with that. But for the most part, that's a good rule of thumb for me. Maybe two, you know, if, if you have lower tension strings, maybe two steps, which is like four, you know, four, four frets. frets. Um, Worth of, but yeah, yeah, like up or down, like any you know, yeah. any which way, because down, you know, you're you're still running, you know, into the um, you know, in, into the realm of it being too soft or too kind of floppy, you know, floppy, like yeah. floppy strings. <laughs> but you know, um, I have experimented with different tunings, but with like different strings. Like I put baritone strings on my uh, on my tenor ukulele. Mm-hmm. I had a tenor kamaka, put baritone strings on it, and like, tuned it with baritone. It was super loose. But it was fine. Like, it sounded okay. And mm-hmm. that was, like, DGBE, you know. But the, the strings could handle. The ukulele could handle. It was, uh, it was, it was okay. Because I figured that's what Lyle Ritz did back in the day. He had a tenor ukulele that he tuned with a DGBE. So I figured I'd try it out. And it worked out fine. So if the strings can handle that, I guess it would just depend on the strings, too. So I tend to use high-tension strings. So if I tune any more than a step and a half or two steps high, um then it would just kind of snap and my attack is pretty aggressive but you feel free to try it out um worst thing that happens is your bridge comes off <laughs> so, and that's pretty bad but you know um yeah no uh, good rule of thumb step and a half up or down or down yeah, yeah. so like the tuning the tuning key mentioned yeah. gc gc that's the a step and a half. Yeah, the, yeah. those G. The... Yeah, so E would go to G, mm-hmm. A would go to C, which is a step and a half up. So it would be fine. Like mm-hmm. should be okay. Yeah, should yeah. be okay. But you know, also depends. Uh, I know uh, if it's for like Hamsini. I think Hamsini uses a concert ukulele. Uh, she just got a tenor. Okay, nice. she's got a tenor. tenor. Then it should be you know it should be good. Get some uh, you know, get some good strings on there and uh, and tune it up. Tune it up. She she got a Pono. Nice. A Pono yeah. Logi tenor. Oh, she drinking her drinks delivers. virtually too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I think I mean you never know with ukuleles yeah. and you don't want to push it too far. Mm-hmm. But usually if your ukulele is built well, the strings would probably, you know, break like, before the ukulele. Yeah, yeah. hopefully, but you you still want to be careful. Yeah, I don't want to be responsible for people's ukulele <laughs> breaking, yeah. you know. I so think, I think safely, I can say one and a half. step and a half, yeah. two yeah. steps at the absolute most. But, you know, like, I'm not saying that you can't, like, do it any more than that. I'm just saying safely. Step and a half. Yeah, <laughs> I think you would feel safe. Yeah, I would feel that. safe. At two, yeah. at, but even then, like I think there's just some ukuleles can you know can do like for example if you're using a concert ukulele and you're putting tenor strings in there you know like mm-hmm. super high tension strings. Yeah, I wouldn't go like step and a half up. Yeah. maybe a step. So it just really depends on the strings that you're using and the ukulele that you're using. Yeah, and like I have, people might like you know mention, oh, what about like slack slacky mm. artists who tune their ukuleles like all different ways and stuff? Yeah, like those guys have they're pretty experienced with their yeah. instrument and they kind of know like the tolerance tolerances. Yes. That also, the take. strings that to yeah, use, yeah. you know, like whatever tension strings to use. Yeah, this is wrapped really well. <laughs> still, still trying I'm to still, open I'm that. Real. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, she, he's he's a. Uh, Really tested me on how to, you know, how my box opening skills are because it's like taped, you know, uh, like it, um, it's taped and then it's glued. <laughs> so uh, there's like glue underneath this thing, and it's also taped box. on top. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, so, it's such a pretty box. <laughs> so box. even yeah. even Yoda mentioning the the alternate tunings and stuff. He said it works better with a slotted headstock uh, mm-hmm. that can handle higher tension, I think. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, either either way, like mm-hmm. all ukuleles, just be careful. Yeah, just be <laughs> careful. Step and a half up, that's and down. I feel like good rule to to follow. <laughs> I feel like if you've been playing ukulele for a while too, and you're used to the standard tuning, you can like tighten the strings, and you can tell when it's getting like yeah. too tight. Yeah. When when it's safe and not safe. Yeah. So there was a. Uh, I remember when when I was developing the Oculus strings with Ocula, and like I thought they had given me strings that like were were meant like to be you know to be like tested out in public, mm-hmm. but. Like he he was just like no we were just sending it to you so that you can like you know you can see if the color was right but I put it on my ukulele oh, yeah, yeah. like the tension was just like whatever and tension performed you know? with it <laughs> <laughs> I I performed with it at um at Island Bazaar and my that's when my string snapped ah I was like oh yeah. prototypes but, yeah prototypes. <laughs> they were yeah, prototypes yeah. they're not the one okay so let's open this up we have another box inside this box so he's really testing <laughs> you know like. My skill, my my box opening skills. It is fragile. It's by Chewy dot com. <laughs> it's a pet lover's shop. Ooh, this is for my pet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, another question, Kahai, while I open the second yeah. box. <laughs> uh, so Mikhail asks, yeah. if you are playing with a guitarist friend, yes, uh, do you have any recommendations slash rules how how you should delegate the parts? Rhythm picking, finger picking, adding percussive chunks and rolls. I'm glad you asked because my guitarist friend is here. <laughs> we are here in the same room with my guitarist friend. I'm gonna put this down. I think that might be better. <laughs> might the, yeah, help. Um, as far as you know, delegating like who gets what, uh, you gotta have to think of the duo as one instrument. If you do it like that, okay. So, kind of like uh, in particular a piano. You know, if you're playing piano, there's like the left hand and there's the right hand. So the right hand's doing stuff, left hand, left hand's doing stuff as well. So I I think of the guitar being, you know, being a lower registered instrument than than ukulele is, is doing the left hand stuff. You know, like may that be the rhythm part, the bass part, whatever. Like Aaron, because he's my guitar player, he's playing bass on the um on the lower strings of his guitar and you know strumming at the same time. And then I would, you know, I would strum as well, but I would do all the picking. So that's kind of how we delegate uh the the parts when we play music aaron and i um i've seen you know like i've seen really great like duos like um like kale and Corey, like fujimoto where they're both picking and stuff i'm just like how do you delegate that but really you know they're really both really good uh at, as rhythm ow, as rhythm players <laughs> like playing with the scissors as rhythm players so um Usually, you know, Corey would be like backing up Calais, but you know, if if that's the only dynamic that they have, you're kind of missing out on all of Corey's in like amazing technical abilities. So Calais kind of drops down and um and changes his style of of playing to more of of a fleshy kind of um you know kind of style of playing. And I'll, I'll show you guys. So when we usually strum, strum with our pointer finger, when we strum down, it's like nail going, you know, going down on the down strum like this, because, and then like kind of flesh on the way up. But then, um, you know, when he's back in a quarry, he goes more into this kind of fleshy thumb strum. And then if he needs to do an up strum, it's going to be with the flesh part of his pointer finger, like going up. Okay. So you can kind of already hear like how mellow it gets from... this you know this kind of strum so the ukulele is able to back up you know or or be uh be on the opposite side and back up the guitar as well if you kind of mellow out the sound but just keep in mind that you know no matter how mellow it is it's still kind of registering a little bit high you know on um on the musical spectrum so in short uh aaron does the rhythm and the bass with his guitar and i will do um a rhythm but you know we're, i try not to like play in the same register as him too like so mm-hmm. if he's like playing you know and he tries not to play in the same register, register as me so keep that in mind um if you know if you're playing on the fifth fret on the guitar and he's like playing an a so for example an a on the you know on the fifth fret of the guitar and it's like this i'm gonna try not to play this a on my ukulele because those four <laughs> notes are gonna be the same exact four notes that he's playing so in order to get like a bigger um you know uh coverage of the of the musical spectrum i'll play maybe this so at least it's an inversion up one inversion up from what he's playing 
Okay, and then same thing. He tries to play like below the fifth fret, just so that I can, you know, play all the inversions down here. Yeah, that's that's if we're yep. both strumming at the same time. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But yeah, for the most part, you know, um, I do all the picking uh, between Aaron and I. Um, but you know, Aaron, you feel free to do any picking that you, <laughs> that you would like to do. You know, I I always welcome it. You know, I'm so um, humble that uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know just. Like, Feel free. Now you do some picking, right? There's some stuff that you pick. Mm -hmm. some style, uh, I'll yeah. do like some finger picking. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual yeah. picking. No, like, but there's I, like, I'm not good at actual like we, picking. We play Sunday morning together. We pick that together. You, know? <laughs> you do that. You force me to do that. Don't say it like that. I'm going to have like <laughs> the, the mus musician's union knocking on my door. <laughs> 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 what are you forcing your musicians to do? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is what's the musician like equivalent of CPS? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're gonna take my Aaron away from me. <laughs> I think I think if there's a musician equivalent of CPS, there'd be a, le a lot less traumatized musicians. <laughs> I think because there isn't. Who would just be filled with bass players? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, I love you, Rando. <laughs> we have more bass players than we have homes for them. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, so we finally got through this box. It's open. <laughs> fragile. So I was very fragile with it and inside this box got some treats to the UU boys with a Z right <laughs> nice very local <laughs> I love it okay let's read Dolly saltwater taffy right oh can we go? Right, there you go oh maybe this one no as you can see it it's fine <laughs> Hey guys, as promised, here's some local hot sauce. Note that the photo on one matches this card. After 60 years, oh. the big iconic Dolly's sign may be coming down. I have also enclosed some stickers with an AH <laughs> from the Tacoma Park. Oh, nice. Um, is it Tacoma? Tacoma Park. Um, MO? <laughs> MO? Where's MO? Montana, Missouri, Missouri. Is that I'm terrible with like the two uh, the two letter. <laughs> anyway, uh, store where I go. Enjoy. Happy New Year, Rob. Right on, Rob. Uh, Thank you so much, man. Is that actually what what he's talking about? That's what he said. <laughs> See, uh, Tacoma Park. Oh, MD. I think it's Maryland. Yeah, Maryland. 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 <laughs> I'm I was sorry. Like, he doesn't live My, near I, here. I, I know. I'm just. <laughs> Whoa, he goes really far. Yeah. Yeah. I think the stickers are like a, a ukulele shop or like oh, a cool, 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 instrument cool. shop. So that's weird instruments. I no, I heart weird instruments. House of musical traditions. Oh, cool! Like little bumper stickers and stuff. Put on my case. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you calling weird? <laughs> I want to keep this. I've been sending out playing cards, so I want to keep uh, <laughs> packing material just so I can save someone on our packaging. Oh, here's the hot sauces. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, yeah. He went all out. It's like a beer flight, but it was hot sauce. Hot yeah. sauce flight. Oof. This Rehoboth beach <laughs> sheet. Rehoboth. Rehoboth? Rehoboth. Rehoboth. <laughs> Beat sheet. So uh, while I'm opening this up again, Kai asked me another question, bud. Uh, okay. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> Angie asked, uh, have you ever swapped out the tuning gears on a ukulele? Is it a complex task? What are some good, good uh, tuning gears to get? Very good question. <clears throat> you can swap out tuning gears, and I have swapped out tuning gears before. Um, just make sure that they fit because, um, what they're fitted with when you, uh, you know, when you get your ukulele, like, for example, I'll just show you as an example here. So there's like the screws where, you know, where the screws go, right? This is for just this tuner right here. Oh, maybe I'll do it in the, on the close, close up. It's like my lightning boy, Martone versus Jack Butler shirt, courtesy of Aaron Nakamura. So these, um, you know where the the hardware is like where you would like screw it 
that's specifically for these tuners. Sometimes this one's kind of up here and down here. Sometimes they're kind of, you know, sideways over here and then another one sideways. So you just have to keep in mind what kind of hardware you have in the back. If it matches this, say, for example, you got the same exact tuners, but instead of black, you wanted like all metal, you know, you could you could do that. Same, what kind of tuner is this? I would say it's kind of new, but I think these are Grover's. Um, you could, if they're Grover tuners, you want to change it to a different Grover tuners, but has the same kind of, you know, hardware, you can totally change it out, you know, but just with, with different, different ones. But if you're talking like, um, going from Grover to like Schaller to, or to, uh, Goto and stuff, that might be different. You have to see if it matches, you know, the, the hardware that you have. But if you're also, um, you know, comfortable with like drilling, um, drilling a new, you know, a new hole in your, uh, on the headstock of your ukulele, go ahead and do so. Cause I did, or filling, or filling yeah. <laughs> Cause I did that with, um, with my slotted headstock. Cause I used to have, um, I think Grover tuners on them. I, I forgot what tuners come standard with the Aldrin model because the tuners that I have on them now are Gilbert tuners and they're like an upgrade tuner. So they, uh, if you, Look at any clip of when I first got that that first um, Mary Jane ukulele. It was with gold tuners. So then I took you know I took those out and fitted in the um, the Gilberts. So the Gilberts, uh, the roller for for that, it's a slotted headstock tuner. The roller was a little bit bigger, so I had to like you know um, not I Joel <laughs> had to uh, had to make a new routing for that. Um, uh, for those rollers and so he had to like make the hole bigger and then i think the uh the the place where the uh, we, we put the, the screws were different so we had to like um drill a whole new hole for that also but you know if, if you're handy you can but if not i would not touch it <laughs> okay um it would be easy if you just bought the same exact tuners but just maybe in a different color go ahead if that's super what you easy do. Yeah, if that's yeah. what you want to do super easy just uh unscrew this Take this out, put the new one in, screw it back on. No problem. That's not yeah. you know that doesn't yeah. change the um the, the tone or the um what you call it, the intonation and uh, totally fine. So that's yeah. what's one yeah. cool thing that you can do. So if you're going same brand and same yeah. model basically, but maybe just different material. Yeah, yeah. That so if you don't want easy. black, you want white maybe, or if you want you know gold or silver, you can do that. Yeah. And if not, uh, it's a little tougher. Yeah, but as far as like tuners that I like, um, if you know, for just regular run of the mill, you know, um, your bread and butter kind of tuners, Grover is is always a trusted brand. Um, I like Schaller tuners as well, um, but Gilberts are my are my go to. But I I understand that not everybody can you know, including myself, <laughs> yeah. can afford like three hundred dollar tuners. Uh -huh. uh, they're three four hundred bucks and like. Uh, because we wanted to fit all our dream models with them and they're like can we get like a discount you know like if we get like a in bulk and stuff yeah. because we're going to be putting these in a bunch of instruments they're like no <laughs> they're like, oh because we saw them at nam and then we, and we talked you know we yeah. talked to gilbert and like can yeah. we do that because um because Kanye wanted to do that for all their you know solid head socks because uh -huh. people wanted them you know yeah. They're like, can we get like a break, a little bit of a break on, because they, they buy it for the same price. There's not even like a wholesale price oh, and stuff. Really? It's like, cause those are like, I guess, custom um, tuners that like they just make so much of. Yeah. yeah. So they don't really want to do it in bulk anyway. So it's like oh. handmade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. And it's like, uh, we talked to the son, uh, Gilbert, the Gilbert's, the Gilbert guy, son, uh -huh. which is cool because, um, I got from, uh, from remember um, Music Jesus down the street from our <laughs> old place. Yeah, that Tom. <laughs> Music Jesus. Uh, he he pulled out some Gilberts from an old um, an old classical guitar uh -huh. that he had, and that those Gilberts were from like the original Gilbert, like the father Gilbert guy, uh -huh. father Gilbert, <laughs> father Gilbert's uh, <laughs> tuners. Gilbert. So I have a set of father Gilbert tuners. And I'm gonna put them on my next ukulele instead. <laughs> I don't know. What what if they're not as good as like the Suns tuners? Who knows? But yeah, um, Gilberts are my go-to. Um, but uh, I I hear good things about Goto, but the Goto Stealth tuners I'm not a big fan of. Um, they're on that D, you know, that D-shaped sound hole ukulele that you know that I showcased here for uh, for Kanilea. I'm not a big fan. Like and. You know, I was, I was tuning it and stuff, and I swear, like, 
I, I tuned it up and it didn't go anywhere. It didn't, like, it didn't even register on the, on the mm-hmm. tuner. It's the, I believe the ratio is 116 or well, 1 to 16 or 1 to 18. And it's, that means 16 turns equals on that thing equals one, turn around, one yeah. full turn here. The yeah. gear ratio is way too high for me. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not and then about they're it. tiny and really light. So they don't, yeah, they, they don't, don't offer too much counterbalance to, right, to make to, it. For, for the for the bond but 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 if those gilberts were one to 16 i would not have minded because the rollers are big like like i mentioned earlier so that means one turn of those rollers is um is a lot more than just one turn from these oh for because the these are smaller yeah, for the, yeah for the tuning pig yeah. so if it was one through 16 with post, that i would be post. i'll be okay you know, mm-hmm. if, if the Gilberts were 1 through 16. But because those stealth tuners are super duper thin, so just one turn from a super thin, because uh, the string only goes so much around it, whereas the Gilbert goes a- around a lot, uh, makes makes a big difference. And I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> I think those Gozo tuners, like mm-hmm. when we went to Nam and we were mm-hmm. talking to manufacturers, they were saying mm-hmm. that they're putting it on a lot of sopranos and concerts. Mm-hmm. Just to make the head lighter, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's yeah. What they are light. Want. They're yeah. stealth. They're yeah, stealth yeah. tuners. But yeah. yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Just just in case people are like, oh, I have go to tuners. I one through sixteen. Yeah, stealth tuners. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I don't care for those either. But like, if you buy a, a ukulele, mm-hmm. a lot of times it is like a gotos or uh, what what yeah. is the other one? Gilbert. Gilbert too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, slotted head stuff. They're kind or of Grover. <clears throat> Yeah. Grover, 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 yeah. Grover is like the standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's what I said, right? Yeah, Grover, yeah. yeah. So um, let's let's take a look at these hot sauces. So next week, I'll go bring some French fries or something, and we'll try these out. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll do a uh, we'll do a hot sauce challenge next week with these hot sauces that Rob got us. So this one is a green sauce. I'm guessing not that hot. There's no Scoville uh, Verde you know. kind of sauce. Yeah, there's no Scoville meter on that. And this one is habanero, garlic habanero hot sauce. That sounds delish, actually. Mm-hmm. Garlic habanero. This one is a French fry grease. It is made with... Grease from French fries. <laughs> red peppers. <laughs> so these are red peppers and vinegar. I mean, I don't think vinegar is in all of them, but... Yeah, there's red habanero. There's red peppers. There's another habanero. Habanero hot sauce. So the one is garlic habanero, and this is regular habanero. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be putting a lot. Yeah, it's all right, you know. Like, it's, 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 a, it's an all right heat, but I just need a lot more, which is good. If it's delicious, say that garlic one, uh-huh. I'm gonna be, the, I'll the be so stoked with like with just you know with, with putting as much of that as possible. Because there's some sauces that are too hot, but I like the flavor, but I can't put too much, you know. Like um, like that one with pepper X. What is that called? The uh, oh yeah, last dab. The, the last dab delicious but it's so hot yeah i think you're the only one that used that word to describe the last dab i think i think delicious <laughs> yeah, yeah it was good when, i thought the flavor was awesome when we tried it with the chicken i think you're the only one who went back for like seconds right? <laughs> the rest of us were like uh that's it yeah, yeah that's so I'll, I'll get some french fries next week and we'll try some we'll try some out yeah so thank you rob round of applause for rob mm-hmm. thank you so, happy new year happy new year yeah, happy new year everybody all right more go ahead uh yeah um so uh i think kevin asked when writing a song what's your method of coming up with the melody Ooh, that's a good question um sometimes the melody comes first sometimes the chords comes first um i'll just use because uh, i talked about the new youtube and i i uploaded a song that i wrote here not thursday lab lesson i did um chocolate fontaines and for that the chord change came first because uh, I, I like this chord change of F, A minor to D7, which would lead to G minor. The D7 leads to G minor because uh, that's the D, which is the uh, you know uh, the five of that minor. So it's almost like treating it like this is my you know transition chord over to G minor, then um, C7 back to F. Okay, that D7 has no business being in that key. Right? Unless it's to transition to your G minor. So I dig that. So this this like kind of F, A minor to G7. To get to G minor, I, I dig it. And that's I wrote my uh, you know I wrote my melody line around that chord change. But um 
but sometimes you know i just get a melody line that just comes in you know comes to me out of nowhere like say if i'm driving a car i um <laughs> i had what song is that i forgot what song that is anyway that song <laughs> like i was driving home one time from uh from oasis and i was just like so i'm like oh my god oh my god it's very dangerous but i need to uh eat that's like siri it. yeah and i was like siri uh open a voice memo <laughs> so uh-huh. it was voice memo and i'm driving so it's it's on my voice memo oh yeah you know like it, it's you can hear the car going yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> And that's it. And then I came home and I wrote <laughs> and, the rest. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, yeah. you know, sometimes that's it. Like sometimes you just have to like hum a ditty or whatever it may be and then figure out your ukula later on. So sometimes the melody line doesn't even come from, uh, from my ukulele, with, with me playing ukulele. Sometimes it comes from me just noodling. Um, so it, it comes in, in, in many different ways, uh, as far as writing melody goes. Sometimes, um, maybe I have like a, a lyrical, you know, a lyrical phrase in my, in my head. And then I just kind of think of how would I sing that phrase in a lyrical phrase. And that's how I would get the, uh, the melody line. It's just, there's, yeah, lots of different, <laughs> different ways that can, I can come. So that's, that's how I do it. How do you guys do it? How do you come up with your, your uh, your melody lines because you come up with like lyrics and a melody like a really catchy melody to go along with those lyrics that's why we had Aaron write a song for my album because he's really good at it <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah you, for me a lot of times it's the chords first mm-hmm. like I'll come up with like just the bare bones of what mm-hmm. I think the chords where the chords should go mm-hmm. and then I do a lot of just humming mm-hmm. or just like yeah so like I'll be playing the chords and mm-hmm. then I'll just like record and just like make up you know mm-hmm. just just sing over it yeah in different ways and then keep what what i think is catchy or works mm-hmm. and then later on the the lyrics come like and and the lyrics come kind of organically off of the melody of the line mm. so like whatever the melody line makes me want to say mm-hmm. that's usually what comes that's out cool. and then and then i i'll usually latch on to some idea from that and then mm. run with it mm. yeah yeah are you kai I, I think um so for people who are just trying to come out with like instrumentals or stuff like that on your ukulele, uh I I have to work on this too and it's something I struggle with, but uh a uh, tip I heard uh Jacob Collier say and he got it from somebody else too, was imagine somebody singing your the melody, mm-hmm. even if you're gonna play it on ukulele or guitar or mm-hmm. uh instrumental piece you know mm-hmm. uh just because when you imagine somebody singing it it sounds more human like mm-hmm. if you you can and you can hear people who are playing and you can tell like oh they're technically good but can anybody <clears throat> sing that, that melody line is like yeah. no probably not like they're kind of more like just throwing in their technical abilities mm-hmm. but if you make something that you can kind of sing or you can imagine somebody singing for you mm-hmm then it you know that that's where it's like a catchy line or it's something mm-hmm. that you know is like oh that really sticks with people you know yeah. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that that is like something that i really want to emphasize so i do the same thing as aaron i record myself playing uh chords and then i'll just start playing uh guitar licks over it mm-hmm. and then there's just like some that you play and it's like you don't really know like oh where did i even think of this mm-hmm. But if you want to play it again, then that's probably yeah. what you should emphasize and what you should build on. Yeah. Or like, yeah. that sounds like a song. <laughs> you know? And then it could be. It yeah. could be just like a song that's in, in the back of your mind that you don't yeah. know. And a lot of times it is. But like, a lot of times you, it's a call upon a song. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you like just follow that, you know, yeah. that thread, then mm-hmm. you come up with your own song anyway. So yeah. 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 This, uh, this uh, band that I like, Polyphia. Uh, they're like a technical math rock kind mm-hmm. of band. The guy says that he recreates songs. Like he just listens to songs and he's like, oh, I really like that. He recreates it. And then he looks at how he can play it on his guitar. And then from his, that guitar, he's like, well, how can I make it like different? You know, like mm-hmm. add it, make it more my style of playing. Yeah. But if you trace it all the way back, it can be like, just like, I remember he, I think he said that, they were listening to Bad Blood by uh, Taylor Swift, uh-huh. and they said they hated that song. Uh-huh. So for him, he was like, how can I turn this song into something that 
I enjoy, you know? <laughs> and so he took the bare bones of that song and then made it into another one of their songs. <laughs> so it's, it's always, it, you know, people think that like uh, creativity or things come from like the thin air, but I, I think it always has its originations in something else that you just, yeah. you don't know what, where it comes from. And it's fine if you do recognize that, oh, that's already a song. Uh, even if you do, just like keep going with it. Don't just throw it away. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know what it can turn into or if it doesn't turn into anything, you just get more practice making music. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, let's, you know, I know we're out of time and stuff, but let's do one more. Oh, well, we got to give away something. Oh, right? yeah, dude. Yeah. Let's let's give away something and let's do one more. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like the last question we yeah. have is, I think it's pretty uh, long. So mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to hold it for next week, maybe. Mm. Why, why, don't we, why don't you ask us the question and then we'll have like a like a cliffhanger. Or <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we... Uh... I'm like, oh, I really want to know the answer to that. You gotta come back next week. Tune in next week (laughs) to Thursday Live Lesson. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, So, question question. is. Okay. Uh, So, Marma asked. um, Marma from New Zealand. Yeah. Or no, Australia. Uh, Something like that. Either New Zealand or Australia. Anyway, (laughs) go ahead. Uh, She asked, where should I start with changing up my playing with my uke club? I've watched Ooh. week five playing with others. Uh, Strum, I think that's the name of her club. Oh, yeah, okay. Is an older beginner club playing Island Strum to classic rock oldies. Should I start with in and out picking or may, uh, may learning some varying chords of C scale going up the neck? Ooh, next time. That's the first <laughs> thing I will answer next week here on Thursday. We'll do that from now on, Kai. We'll do. Next, only on weeks where we have actually have questions. <laughs> we'll save a question for the last one. We'll ask the question. And you're like, well. I was thinking about posting in the forum too, mm-hmm. like uh, the live lesson forum, mm-hmm. asking you guys for some questions. Because mm-hmm. I thought if we're going to eat hot sauce next week, maybe we can answer questions while you eat the hot okay. sauce. <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah. just have to remember not to like. I, I think last time the hot sauce itself wasn't too bad, but I have this weird habit of like, like picking my my lip because it's <laughs> dry, and then like it's yeah. that, and it seeps in, and I'm like, this is painful. My lip, but not like my tongue or my mouth or anything. Yeah. It's my lip. So next week I will make a note to not do that. And yes, I will do a hot <laughs> sauce challenge just for you, Kai, where I just eat regular food. Yeah, it's not a good <laughs> challenge. Yeah, for you. That, that's what I was thinking too. Hot sauce lunch. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we don't have any more. You don't have any more of that. Uh, Last dab. I do. Oh. oh, so maybe that because be I'm a- not gonna finish that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just- <laughs> nah, it's fine. It, nah, we'll, we'll, we'll try. It. I, I do. I'm, I'm curious, especially that garlic habanero one. Uh-huh. That sounds bomb. Like I, I am so stoked for that. So thank you so much, Rob. You just, you just get me. <laughs> you just get me. Now let's give something away. Okay. What are we giving away for this guy? I think you're saying that uh, we'll do, you'll do a lesson, an extra lesson. Yes. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Right now, so we have Kevin, Kathy, and Kristen Sue. I heard you guys' songs today. It was, it was awesome. I, I dig it. I like the, um, it was like Kevin and Noah with the hat, you know, mm-hmm. like that one was really cool. Uh, Kathy, she's not a UU Plus member, but she submitted one anyway. And that was really, you know, it was a really catchy song. Um, I, I dig it. it. I was saying it reminds me of Rebecca Sugar, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I dig uh, Kevin's chord changes. That was that was really fun. Very like kind of country-ish, you know, kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, what, um, what were the uh, guidelines for this? Oh, that was the um, something moon gazing, right? Delightful. Delightful moon gazing. That's so this is like a songwriting challenge and yeah. they, they submitted songs. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like getting ahead of my own. I just want to <laughs> compliment these people because right? yeah, they yeah, wrote yeah. awesome songs. Yeah. So uh, uh, let's just do Kristen Sue first and I'll, I'll say. So Kristen Sue, uh, awesome song. I, I can hear the, the questions that you were asking today with like, you know, with the delays and stuff. I did hear some like recording delays in your uh, you know in your song you submitted but you know the song itself was good I, I dig it and i like you know i like how you guys are really going for it with like with the multiple you know like uke parts with the uh with the percussions in there and like in the voice and stuff really 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 cool too okay but so what these people did is uh they submitted songs for the songwriting challenge and what it is is we give you guys a guideline you write a song and um you know we we put the people who wrote a song into a wheel and we give them uh, a nice little prize and this time the prize is one extra private lesson for the ukulele on the ground private lessons so here we go 
Spin that wheel, Kahai. <laughs> Kevin, nice. Congratulations. And bring your hat yeah, when you do the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, in addition to your two private lessons for the month, uh, you, you have a non-expiring third lesson. Okay, so you have one extra lesson for whichever month that you want to use it for or if you want to gift it to somebody that's also something that you can do you, you know you can gift it to someone else um that's not usually something that we do for uh for for anybody unless like i've, I've kind of taught other people they're like oh this is my friend or whatever but they're like in their same house and stuff <laughs> it's not like from like a different computer or whatever that's, yeah that's uh actually a question that we had is like mm-hmm. somebody was like what if we have multiple family members? Can we yeah. sign up for one account or do we have to sign up for individual accounts for per person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can just enjoy one account, but you still get only two private lessons yeah. for that account. The, the only thing we, we tell people to be careful of is like signing in in multiple places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then so we, you, your yeah. ISP gets blocked. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we check that or the system checks that and it might be like, Oh no! This person is getting hacked or something, and it'll block your account. <laughs> so that's the only problem. But if you're in the same house, it should be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, Kevin, you get one new or one extra private lesson for whichever month that you want to use it for. But just let me know when you sign up. There's usually the uh, "What would you like to learn?" or whatever where we, where we ask you. Just say, "Yeah, I'll put it right in there." Say, "This is uh, my you know my third private lesson that I won during the songwriting challenge," and I'll be like, "Got it." And uh, yeah, or you can gift it if you want to. That's 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 cool too, you know. And um, we normally don't do that, but you can gift it to whoever you want. Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> Have a great one, everyone, and we'll see you folks next week for our hot live hot sauce challenge live. Kai, you're gonna do it too. Uh, uh, it's yeah, just yeah. habanero, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so next week, hot sauce challenge, and the answer to this question. Uh. You want me to read the question again? Yes. Just as a <laughs> cliffhanger before we go. Okay. Cliffhanger. Uh, where should I start with changing up my playing with my U club? Uh, I watch week five playing with others. Strum is an older beginner club playing island strum to classic rock oldies. Should I start with in and out picking or uh, learn some variant chords of the C scale going up the neck? Next time on Thursday Live Lesson. <laughs> we'll see you folks next time. Aloha. Aloha.